Since the start of the Nerd of God cast, reaching people in the nerd community with the love and saving knowledge of Jesus has been a major part of our reason for existing. One of the largest platforms for us achieving this goal has been outreaches to conventions. We've been so grateful to be a reflection of God's love to so many over the years and to lend our voice to the conversation. We've done this from the stage as we share the gospel in anime and video game themed panels. We do this up and down the aisles as we turn heads with our attention grabbing Jesus Loves You 3000 shirts. And by building relationships, we've even had the chance to pray with someone to receive Christ right in the middle of the convention hall. Thank you so much for your prayers and your support of the Nerd of Godcast, because your encouragement and partnership has made all of this possible. For more information on how to help, visit nerdofgodcast.com. Please enjoy this week's show, The Road to Megacon. Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome to a very special social distancing version of the Nerd of Godcast. That's right. We ain't afraid to know Delta variants, but we're also smart enough to stay home so that no one can breathe their cooties on us. Uh, we're going to be talking about all the things that make us geek out and give glory to God tonight. My name is Tony T, and I am glad to be your happy host, but I'm not going to be doing this thing by myself because with me, as always, a pleasure to behold uh, with it. Why is your hair doing that thing? It's Steve-O Supremo. <laughs> I took I my just hat off. Hello, everybody. I just... <laughs> how, how is you? I'm I'm fine. So Stephen looks like Johnny Bravo is what Alexandria said. Yeah, <laughs> you, I was just hitting send when you said, "What is your hair doing?" Yeah. So we um, first off, I don't have hair, so I'm taking that as a personal like <clears throat> uh, insult. If I had a, if I was in front of you and I had a, a leather glove, I would slap you across the face and demand satisfaction. Uh, so yeah, Stephen, um, I'm not interested in talking to you anymore until you put your hair like a normal human hat. being. Please put my hat back on. Alexandria, also, you can't be doing like these little subtext conversations outside of the show. I can't, I don't have the attention to be able to control two conversations at one time. Uh, she is a punk rock pirate. She's traveled the world in the seven seas. She's your friend and mine, Alexandria Marka. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice, nice, nice <laughs> to meet you, cousin. Um, yeah, and Stephen did look like Johnny Bravo. Um, a very sad pudgy Johnny Bravo. <laughs> Fun fact, that's what people called me in middle school. Sad pudgy Johnny Bravo? Yeah. <laughs> SPJB. It was just SPJB. That was what it was. Spudjub. Spudjub. That was Stephen in, in middle school. Spudjub. Uh, oh, my <laughs> Speaking of Spudjub, here is, uh, <laughs> he is often imitated, but never successfully Spudjubbed. It is the big man, Quentin Gregory. Now I've never been spajubbed once. Well, there Not was that. Once. Well, there was that it once, was but that was at camp. Yeah, that didn't count. That didn't count. Did not count. Uh, keeping uh, like that. 
yeah our introduction train going she is uh she's i don't even know what your introduction is julia but here you are she's julia everybody julia. Hey, what's good? i've listened back to a couple shows and i've realized i don't think i've ever used the same introduction for you twice neff often imitated never duplicated steven he's the best at being the worst julia nothing like no consistency <laughs> at one say... point it used to be like the balloons i think i said that oh, once. i remember I think you've said that you don't know how she got past security. I did that a couple yeah. times. Yeah, that that was because there were there were times when she showed up on our show and nobody invited her. It was Y'all, just like, I'm just a shapeshifter. I can be anything I need to be. Anything she needs to she be. She was EJ for half a season and we didn't even know. <laughs> that is true the whole time. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah, there, there's a crocodile variant version of her. I don't even know Ooh. what's going on. Julia All Cameron purpose. And uh, over in the, uh, the, not the booth, but over in his back, shady back room, looks like some, you know, the scene from Dexter or something like that. Got machines and lights and from the autopsy centrals, noshing on a slice of pizza from Bella Italia, question mark? No, Papa John's. Okay. No, no, not bad. Mm. I like a Papa John's pizza. It's Nick the, the Engineer. Papa is in the house. Hello. Hello, Nick. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about all kinds of things. Uh, and it is it is con season. And we're going to be talking about. <laughs> not the kind that takes advantage of you and steals all your money. No. Well, we'll con. see. We'll see. The day, the, the night is young. Uh, we're going to be talking true. about about uh, our our trip that's coming up to uh, to the mega convention in Orlando, Florida, and I'm um, super excited about that. Can't wait to tell you a little bit about it. Uh, but before we do, we want you to join in this conversation. Let us know all the things that are going on in your life, how we can play with you and pray for you and be your best friends. The best way for you to do that is connect with us across all the social medias. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. You can visit our website at www.nerdofgodcast.com godcast.com or you can hang out with us on our facebook life group that's the nerd of god squad you can jump right there by going to nogsquad.com or just search for us on the facebook that's the nerd of god squad share some memes and live your dreams so tonight uh i, I want to talk a little bit about our uh road to megacon and uh, we're we're going to be heading to this big comic book convention and uh are, are you guys do you know like tell me what's going on at megacon i have i haven't even really been been all, all catching up they've got celebrities there they've got cosplayers they've got uh, you know all the exhibits toys and comic books and uh the giant t-shirt artists. places artists and and creators uh and they've got a, a really cool list of celebrities now they haven't done megacon in a couple of years mm -hmm. uh we originally reserved our booths for the 2019 megacon uh um, 2020 20 excuse me 2020 megacon but they they shifted it back it went from like early 2020 to mid 2020 to early 2021 to late so we've had to reschedule this thing a couple times this is our fourth rescheduling but we are going to be headed over there in august and um, who who is at MegaCon this year? I know they just made a big announcement uh, the other day. Uh, they they did. They announced uh, the three main dads, quote unquote, from Full House. So you have uh, um, Danny Tanner, Uncle Jesse, and Joey. Are okay, so so Bob Saget, Dave Coulier, and John Stamos. Yeah, yeah. And my wife immediately bought a photo op for John Stamos. <laughs> Pretty cool. That's amazing. Uh, I know. Uh, he loves John Stamos. I know uh, Ray Fisher, the guy who played uh, Cyborg. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's going to be. He's going to be <gasps> yeah. there. Really? Pretty cool. I think Brendan Fraser. I don't know if he mm -hmm. still is, but he it's was just. It's quiet. just. It's just Fraser. It's not. There's no. There's no I oh, in it, so it's not okay. Fraser. 
Brendan Fraser. George Decay and William Shatner are going to be there. Uh, Chris oh, I hope Savage. I would love to see them fight one another. Uh, they've got uh, the group from The Office. They've, they've got kind of like all the B team from The Office is going to be there. Oscar, yeah. Stanley, uh, Todd Packer, and um, there's somebody else. Meredith. Meredith is oh, going to be there. Nick. Oh, wow. So Nick. all the people that you kind of don't care about from The Office. You care right. about I them. love Stanley probably yes, more than Stanley. Exactly. I have a Florida Stanley pop, and I would really love for him to sign it. That would just make me very happy. That's awesome. Um, Nick, and then Savage is going to be there. there. Yeah, so he's the guy from uh, Mythbusters, right? Mythbusters, yeah. 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 Very cool. He's the guy with the beret. No, no that's he's the other one. Yeah. Uh, okay, I got the list here now. Billy Piper from Doctor <laughs> Who is going to be there. Uh, Michael Rooker from Guardians of the Galaxy, Walking Dead, he's going to be there. Uh, John Barrowman from Doctor Who. Yes. Ron Barman. Perlman, who was Hellboy. Uh, a couple guys from uh, Sons of Anarchy and uh, Mark Boone Jr., who I think he was the guy that was he was in uh, Batman Begins and I think also in The Mandalorian. Uh, Stephen Amell is going to be there. So a decent group. They had some other celebrities that did cancel. Uh, Dave Bautista was going to be there. The mm -hmm. Four Hobbits were going to be there. Brent Spiner, but those guys canceled. They're not so. going to be there now? No, they're not. They're not. Uh, so plenty of voice actors too. Lots of uh, lots of entertainment. Lots of great things. So we go to MegaCon. I mean, we've been going to MegaCon for years from back in the day. Yeah. Stephen and I uh, would go to MegaCon just to kind of go around and take pictures and buy toys and see all the things. Uh, we would go to MegaCon. I love conventions. I love getting into the place where it's just crazy crowded and lots of fun. Um, have you ever been to one of these things, Julia? one time and I didn't know anything that was happening. So I feel like I was like a poser and I was like, I don't know what's going on. Which one? I could not even tell you that, but I think oh. it was Megacon, honestly. Do you feel like you have more credibility now? Mm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> questionable. Even, questionable. Uh, questionable. So Alexandria, you're, you're a con girl. I've actually never been to a con. Shut up. What? Well, this is going to be an exciting time for all of us. I know. I'm really excited. Uh, before Nick was ever on our podcast crew, we met him at a con. Uh, I'm going to call it what it was. It was a crappy, really crappy con. It um, was. And we were there. Uh, I think it was me and Steven and Tori, the lovely Tori line. And then Nick happened to be there just meeting up with a, a, a teacher, a friend, a, friend, mine, yeah. a friend of his from from Perry. And uh, we ran into each other and just kind of ended up hanging out for the whole day and had a great Ooh, time. Yeah. That con was so it was so terrible. Yeah, and yeah I, it was small. And, and there were weird. so few people there that I think on the second day or even just by the afternoon of the first day, they just opened the door and let whoever come in. Like you didn't even have to buy tickets anymore. Yeah. Wow. And I think, I think we, you were a special guest. Like I think you got free tickets yeah, somehow. He, he spoke I did there. Yeah, I spoke yeah. and, um, and there were so few people there that no one showed up when I started speaking. And then I think I was like, well, if nobody shows up, that's cool. We can just go back out to the con floor and, and hang out. And then like two people showed up, which made it like way more awkward. It was like, I, I'd rather just not talk yeah. than talk to two people. So it was like, you know, we could have just done this in my office and yeah. ordered a pizza. I don't know. But uh, yeah. like you I'll, were saying, go ahead. No, I'll say like you were saying before, Tony, we did used to just go to cons before they were cool. Yeah, that was from a long time ago. And they were, but they, but it's, it's big business now. I mean, how many people go to these yeah. things? 
I think they say around a hundred thousand altogether between all four days. Now back before the pandemic. And that's the thing. I, I don't know what we can expect this year, you know, especially, you know, the, the season that we're in right now, it's it's definitely a little bit different. But um yeah. we have had uh back in the day, Steven and I we would go to these cons just kind of as consumers. We would go out there and have a good time and yeah. just hang out and have fun. But since we have started the Nerd of Godcast, we've made it a point to go out to these conventions and set up camp, set up a table and uh, try to make it as a point of interaction out there. The reason we do that is because we see nerd culture, con culture, this, this group of people out there as an unreached people group. This is, they have their own uh, unique clothing, their own unique language. Uh, there is definitely a subculture that's happening there. And and it doesn't seem like a lot of people are making a deliberate and intentional effort to reach out to them. Steven? I mean, yeah. I mean, I would definitely say that at least with cons, that's kind of like where the birth of the Nerd of Godcast came from, unless I'm mistaken. You were asked to come speak um, at uh, was a Florida Anime Expo. Yeah. Um, to do um, the for your first religion and anime panel, and we had so many people. I think it was just you, me, and Tori. Like again, there was no podcast at the time. No. There's so many people come up and talk to you. Like you know, like I remember one one individual specifically. His name was also Steven. Mm-hmm. and he was like, you know, I grew up in a Christian home, and I was always into this nerdy stuff, and I always felt like ostracized on both sides because you know either my nerdy friends like didn't like that I was a Christian I'm a Christian people didn't like that I was super nerdy and all that stuff so it really feels good to feel accepted and I think that's what kind of got us the got the conversation started of what else can we do and that turned into the nerd podcast yeah no I think you're exactly right that was one of the big pushes that that let us know we have to put some action to this uh Alexander I think too whenever we think about the people that go to cons or who are kind of in our um community of nerddom these people want community and so they've found it in in conventions and and online facebook groups things like that um and i think they had to find that community outside of outside of the church because they were ostracized and these are a group of people who have i mean and everybody does but these are a group of people who want to have common interests with people and be accepted for who they are. Yeah, very much um, so. And I think the church in in a way demonized a lot of nerd things back in the day. And so now now these these people had to find a community elsewhere. But now I see like there's a bit of a shift happening um, where it is becoming more culturally um, or socially acceptable to be nerdy and to like flaunted or whatever like i saw a meme a while ago that was like uh so now that anime is cool are y'all going to apologize for bullying me in middle school yes i feel the same (laughs) way about batman 100 percent. right no i I remember when we were at megacon i think it was three years ago i had a conversation with uh someone named logan maria um who was a, a trans individual and we had a long conversation just a long conversation i think that they were really I don't know I, th- I think they had an expectation like there was a tension there that w- that I was going to put them on blast but we just had a good conversation and I, I got to listen and uh, hear about like what their passions were and the things they were all about and writing fiction and um, I mean I, I just remember that conversation so vividly at the end you know uh, 
Logan asked if I could, uh, you know, if we could share a hug and, um, and I did. And it was just, it was a really nice, powerful moment. And I, by way of confession, I said, one of the reasons that we love coming out here is because this, the, the con convention, uh, the con culture somehow and sometimes does a better job at acceptance and community and unity than the church does. And I think that we all, we all have something to learn from each other. It's, it's super important. And um, one of the reasons that we, and Alexandria, you are, you are a legitimate, you're an actual missionary. You've done the thing. I guess so. I mean, you guess so. When when we say you're a punk rock pirate who's traveled the world in the seven seas, you really have. You've gone to places, you've gone to closed nations where you're not allowed to speak the name of Jesus and you did the thing. Um, how do you see con culture? How do you see this, a, a room with thousands and thousands of nerds who have never experienced the love of Jesus? And I'm not talking have never heard the name of Jesus, but I mean, experienced the love of Jesus. How do you see that from a missionary standpoint as uh, an opportunity? What does that look like to you through the, the scope of a, a carrier of the gospel? Well, I think it goes along with what you were saying that the, the, the community that nerds have created has been so accepting and like the church hasn't done that. But I think it's time for the church to like reclaim that because that's what we were meant for, yeah. um, to be the body of Christ. And when I think of walking into a room with literally thousands of people who are longing to be loved and like don't even realize it. And so they display it in ways that like their mind, you know, whatever. Um, it's an opportunity to just build genuine relationship because at the core of each person, every person just wants to be seen, known and loved. And if you can say, hey, I see you, I see what you're passionate about. I wanna get I wanna get to know you more, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think genuine relationship building, like the conversation that you had with that individual named Logan, and then at the end of it, they asked, can I have a hug? Yeah. You know, like that was genuine relationship building. Right. But if we if we come from this angle of like, oh, there's all these unsafe people in here, let me pull out my acronyms and explain the gospel <laughs> this way. And what if he's a bridge or no, like that's not what people want. I know you can name all 151 original Pokemon, but can you talk about the doctrine of justification? But yeah, you know, like, right. You know, people just like people. And this is why I always say like, Hey friends, because I want to be everyone's friend. I want people to know that there's a, like a space for them to be loved and for them to like have genuine conversation. And listen, at the end of it, if we don't agree, if we don't come to a point of like, hey man, I like, I really see Jesus in your life, like wanting to be a part of your life in this way. And they're like, not for me right now, right now. Listen, it can literally take years. Somebody shared the gospel with me when I was in, in 10th grade in 2009. And I didn't accept Jesus as my Lord and savior until I was 20. Wow. So. That's awesome. Julia? Build relationships. Build relationships. Yeah. And just to piggyback on what Alexandria was saying, I think it's so, so important to let people feel like they matter regardless of what they believe in the moment. Like you were saying, it's, um, I don't know. I think it's crazy to think that we as Christians and as a church have failed so 
obviously to make relationships with all kinds of people. And you see it like you were saying, reflected in con culture where you can go and you can be accepted for all the things that you like, like and like to do and like to talk about and like to watch or what have you. But it's just interesting because we think of ourselves as need to be set apart, need to be different from the world for sure yeah. as Christians. But we got to be able to reach out. And I think that's so great that we're going to MegaCon to be able to reach out to these people and maybe show them a side of the church that they haven't seen before. Because I know like so many people, like and a little bit of a separate topic, but um, I did a lot of theater. I know a lot of gay people. And like in the same kind of realm, like building relationships with those people is what's going to like let them know who God is. Like if you walk up to somebody, maybe this is not everybody in every situation, but if you don't know that person, you're like, hey, Jesus loves you, but they don't really know you or have any kind of connection with you. Like how are they going to be able to trust you? In the same way, like if you don't know Jesus, how are you going to trust him? Like if you don't know God or the characteristics of God, how are you going to have any kind of relationship with him? That's why we read our Bible. That's why we get to seek him. So I think us trying to bridge the gap as Christians to get people to know who Christ is by being the hands and feet of Jesus in their walk where they are right now is just so important. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, well said. I mean, I think the stigma um, with Christians, I mean, stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. And the stereotype of Christians is that we're judgmental and we can be hateful and we can um, shun people, push them away or treat them differently based on what they're into or, or who they are. But I mean, the Bible says in John 13 that they'll basically says you will prove that you're my disciples by the way you love one another. And when we're going into these situations and we're not loving people, that's where people get the idea that Christians just aren't there to love them. So like when somebody comes up to our booth and they hear that we're a Christian podcast and they walk away going like, oh, that's weird. It's not because we, like out the actual we did anything wrong, but we as in the body of Christ have done something wrong and we've hurt people and made them feel like they weren't worthy of love. And I've, I like that our podcast goes out there with the intention of loving somebody toward Tony to go and have somebody who is transgender have a conversation with them and end it with a hug. Um, I I don't want to say I can guarantee, but I would I would assume I could say that there'd be lots of Christians that would not engage in the conversation and wouldn't end it with a hug. It would it would be a completely different scenario unless you're going out there with the heart of loving people. And that's where I think evangelism is really in the heart of things, is in the love. Because if you don't love the people you're ministering to, you're not ministering to them. And it made me think, Stephen, of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It's talking about, if I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and I have a faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. I think anything we go to do in any situation, like you were saying, Stephen, perfectly, is to love people. Not to say that um, we accept and like, so that everything is permissible and everything's like edifying is a separate thing. But when you meet people where they are and just say like, hey, I see you, like love the sin or hate the sin type of a situation. I think people, I don't think I know people need Jesus. So when you show him, show them who he is, like through your actions and with love, 
that's going to open the door to have more conversations and no one's ever changed through like shame not really permanently but people are changed through mercy and through like people just being kind and really seeing who they who they are right now and like loving them through it just going along with that too i think i think of um it comes in how you approach evangelism has to deal with your heart posture too if your if your heart posture is not to love this person but simply to tell them that they're sinning and if they don't stop they'll go to hell then you've got it wrong in second timothy paul is writing to timothy and timothy is a pastor so he's not he's not really like out on the streets and timothy's kind of nervous about being a pastor to begin with but paul tells him to do the work of, of, of an evangelist right Right. Um, but before he tells him to do that, he teach he shows him how to teach people. And I think the same principles can apply to how we approach evangelism. Um, and so in Second Timothy two, um, Paul writes, "In the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponent with gentleness." God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. And at the end of it, if you're not willing to teach in gentleness so that in the end, the Lord, the Lord can be the one to change their heart and their mind, then you've missed it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and people... People are never going to be won over by an argument because you've proven yourself right. You know, nobody ever won me to Jesus by arguing with me and tell me, telling me that I was going to hell. Nobody ever won me over by arguing with me and telling me that I was a sinner. I was won to the gospel when somebody sat down and explained to me that Jesus loved me in spite of all I had done and wants to set me on a path that leads to everlasting life and relationship with him starts now. Yeah. You know? Super cool. Yeah. Julia? Uh, I just wanted to say that Romans 10, 13 says, for everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. And that means everyone. Like Jesus died for each and every single type of person. There's not one person that he was like, okay, everybody but you. Um, it's it's kind of comical to say, but honestly, it's kind of mind-boggling that when I think of myself and I think of my own sin and all this shame that I used to carry with it too, like it's so crazy to think that nothing has overtaken me that's not common to mankind, right? Right. So like all the things and all the sin that anyone's ever committed has been done before and it'll be done again. And so saying that we're different or better or comparing like either on either end like oh they're so much better than me or oh i'm so much better than them like it's just not it because we all fall short of the glory of god and we all have turned away from him so when we look at people with some kind of like posture even though we're saved the only real flexing we can do is what jesus did we can boast in our weakness and we can boast in like the ways we fall short because those are the ways that Jesus saved us from. 
So that's just something that I was thinking about. And that's humanizing because then we're not coming, we're not, we're, we don't have the high ground. It's not like we have to be like, oh, I'm better than you. So get on my level. We can come yes. to people and say, hey, I love you exactly as you are. I love you right now without having to you to change one thing about yourself. You get love and it's a free gift. And, and I know you get it because I got it too. And then Jesus is the only one with the high ground. The rest of us um, yeah. get to receive what he has for us. And the only high ground Jesus took was the, the hill of Calvary when he died upon an old rugged cross for your sins and mine. Um, I just think about like how Jesus would approach a sinner, how Jesus would approach any of us. And I think of the woman that was caught in adultery. And I think about how he didn't say like, yeah, it's fine what you're doing at the end of his saving her and helping her. He was like, go forward and sin no more. But he first rescued her. He put you know, everything on the line seemingly like, and he just went all out for her, regardless of where she was at. When you think of how you approach somebody, you want there to be gentleness, but he also corrected them. And like what Julia said, he said, I know that there's better for you. So I, I want you to change. But it was after the encounter with him, after after she met him, that he told her that. It wasn't, hey, I need you to clean up your act first uh, and then we can talk. But, but that's, like, that's not what he did, right? Right where you are, that's the important thing. That's what we That's what we take away from this is that Jesus is going to where the people are. And that's what we're doing. You know, we have this podcast. We talk about Jesus all the, all the time. Uh, we have been accused of being the podcast that gets people in the door by talking about comic books or movies or things like that. And then we, uh, I'm using the air quotes here, Jesus juke people into, you know, having to ch choke down some of the gospel. And, uh, you know, I don't care. I call it Good. call it whatever it is, but we're gonna always put some Jesus in there. Uh, every opportunity that we have to to talk about anything might be somebody's only opportunity to hear about anything. So mm -hmm. we're never gonna throttle back on on rubbing some Jesus stink on it. You know what I mean? We're gonna get some people uh, aware of who we are and what we believe. However, we could do this with ourselves all day long and it not affect anybody. We could all go home at the end of a podcast or go to Denny's at the end of a podcast and uh, just be like, yeah, look at us. Look how holy and, and aware of God's word we are. And then our theology uh, is, you know, totally massaged. And then we feel great. And it's like, look at us. We're so awesome. And it doesn't affect anyone. Uh, Jesus went to where the people are. So that's what we're going to do. Today, I, I, I spent a good amount of time talking to um, Bubba Stalkup, which that's a rad name, right? Uh, and he's from yeah. the ministry. They do Love Thy Nerd. And um, they they have all kinds of stuff. They have uh, you know a whole a whole website culture, great things. But they go out and do this stuff all the time at conventions. They're going to Gen Con. They're going to uh, Origins Game Fair. They're going to PAX Unplugged. They do these outreach trips, and they invite people to come and join their teams. You can be a part of that if you go to their website like you can say yeah i want to join i want to go be part of the the team that's that's doing this ministry at gen con or or whatever and then they all come together and they do their training and they go out and do it like where we've just been setting up a booth and trying to sell you know jesus c t-shirts and stuff like that and make people sort of brand aware of our podcast you know developing relation with through them through the the listenership um, our mission has always kind of been, I shouldn't say always, our mission quickly developed into when we're in the, the con environment, 
we want to make sure that we are giving believers permission to let their light shine through their fandom. We're giving people uh, permission to go out there and let their Christianity be a part of who they are when they're do, when they're playing their games or they're uh, wearing their cosplay or they're you know in that that culture in that community. And then the second thing we want to do is we want to change people's perceptions uh, that are non-believers. We want to change people's perceptions of what the church is all about, what Christianity is all about. We want people to realize that believers like the same things they like, and we struggle with the same things they struggle with. And we don't want to uh, make them feel like when somebody says the name of Jesus that they're pounding you upside their your head with their Bible. Um, that's kind of been our mission. But after talking with Bubba and listening to their motivation. I think it really reflects a lot of the things that you guys have shared tonight. Um, what they will do is they will go into these communities and they'll develop relationships with people. And it's job number one. The number one thing that they do out there is they go to, to connect with people. They don't sit behind a table and wait for the people to come to them. They go out to where people are playing games. They go out to where the people actually are. And then instead of saying, have you heard the good news of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, they play the games with them and they value them and they treat them like people and they love them and they, they see them and they uh, enter into community with them. They enter into relationship with them, which if you're playing the long game, gives you the opportunity to over time have more influence than if you just, you know, hit them with a Bible or a chick track or something like that. And then you're, you know, you peace out and maybe you'll see them next year. Maybe you won't. And um, in that heart, boy, I just came away from that conversation. So encouraged and so inspired um, to really go to this con and, and, you know, we'll have a good time, but to really go to this con and not make it about us. Uh, I have to be very careful that my criticism does not become too angular. So I'll, I'll focus it towards myself. There's times when I'll go to a convention and we're out there to, to share the gospel and I'll have my list of things that I want to do. And well, I'm looking for this, I'm shopping for this, I'm whatever, you know? Uh, we've gone to conventions before and it'll be like, oh, well, where's so-and-so? Well, they went over here to meet this person or they went to go see this person or they like they've, they've made that time kind of their time. And, and there's a balance for that. Um, but boy, I want to use what time we have with the people to be able to connect with those people because, you know, we're out there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then at the end of it, we don't see those people again unless we've developed a relationship with them, unless we've gone out there and we've actually shown them the love of God. And that's so important. Uh, and, and we can share more about kind of our strategy off the air, but I just want to touch someone's life for Jesus. Uh, the world is so hurting right now and has been over the past year. People are so lonely and desperate for community and acceptance and a feeling that things are going to be okay. And that's like the one thing that we have, like, that's the one, that's the, the one answer that we can provide. I mean, if somebody comes out there and they need their, their, their car's motor fixed, I can't help them. If somebody, you know, needs to go out there and they need, uh, you know, help with their math homework, don't look at me. If somebody comes out there and they need, you know, help with medical advice, I don't, I'm not a doctor. But if you need hope and you need acceptance and you need community and you need to be loved just as you are, 
oh boy, back the truck up because that's what we have. That is our specialty. You are wanting waffles and we are your waffle house. That's what's up. And um, and I'm so grateful that we can do this together and that we can do it with intentionality. And um, it's so important to us. It's so important to us that we can do this. Now, what I want to be able to share with our Nerd of God squad, with all of our listeners out there, and if you've made it to this point in the conversation, you are definitely uh, among the elite. But we have goals and we have things that we want to see happen. And, and, and the effects of... 2020 and 2021 have not been, uh, they have not missed us either. Um, we've given people an opportunity to adjust their Patreon giving. So uh, the the podcast itself, although, you know, we're very grateful for the partnership of everyone, um, our, our income is, is lower than it has been. And it's tough because people have lost jobs and they've uh, had extra expenses. And, you know, the price of everything is, is, is up now, as, as everyone knows. But um, to do the things that we do, it, it really does require resources and resources require partnership. So I want to challenge you to, to prayerfully consider partnering with us as we go into Megacon. We want to make our presentation excellent. Uh, we don't want to go out there and look like the Dunder Mifflin booth from the job fair where it's just one blank sheet of paper sitting on a table. And that's like, this is the best we could do. You know, we want to have a wow factor and um, we want to have something that makes people stop because when they're stopping and looking at a well-made and clever t-shirt, that opens the door for us to have a conversation with them. When they're stopping and they're saying, oh, I, I want this sticker because this is really cool. We, we can have a conversation with them when they see our backdrop, you know, like Neff said, and there it, it causes them to pause and take a moment. Now we have the opportunity to, to, to reach out and be there for them and show them the real goods of what we have. We want to come out there. We want to, we want to show ourselves excellent. We want to show ourselves prepared. We want to be a great representation of the kingdom of God. And unfortunately, boy, I hate that we're taking up offering in the middle of the show, but that does take partnership financially. And um, we've had over the years some amazing listeners that have helped us with these things. I mean, I want to—I could shout out so many different names of people that have just shown up, and it's like, boom! We this person just—we needed to order T-shirts, and this person just paid for our entire order of T-shirts. Uh, we needed to get a nice backdrop and or, or a banner, and and this person sponsored that. Um, we need to, we're going to be at those concerts all day for four days. And uh, we've already got a great partner, Howard Salter uh, from Belong Church in College Park. Yeah. We, we know and love Howard. Um, he and his, his church ha and his family have committed to uh, providing our dinner every night. Like that is such a huge deal because, you know, I mean, for us to pay for the food that's there, I mean, boy, it'd be almost a hundred bucks a night for us to eat. And Howard and them, they're taking care of bringing. He says, I hope you don't mind. It's, I mean, it's going to have to be like Little Caesars Pizza, you know, a couple days. I'm like, dude, you're helping us out, man. We're grateful for this. But our, our expenses include, um, we want to have a, a really nice backdrop that will catch people's attention. We're going to be buying some stickers and giveaways. Uh, Bubba made a fantastic suggestion of some things, but we want to be able to put stuff in people's hands so that when they go from our booth, when they leave from that encounter, they're going to have something that makes a big difference. And um, those things, unfortunately, they do not come free. Now, if you're a Patreon sponsor, you've already paid 
for uh, for the large part of what we're doing. You're you're getting us in the door. You're getting us on the floor, and um, and and that money has really gone to be a tremendous help to get us to where we are. But to reach beyond those goals, we do need a little extra help. And our budget for this event is right at fifteen hundred dollars, um, which is really really not that much for what we're hoping to do. Um, but we do need some partnership. Now, the best way that you guys can do that is by being a Patreon sponsor. That helps us uh, every month um, to, to you know make sure our expenses are paid and help. But you can also go to our website, nerdofgodcast.com. Uh, if you go to our store, you can even make a, a one-time donation right there. Just boom, just hit it. And you can that, that makes a really big deal. Uh, even from the convenience of your app, if you have Cash App, uh, I think everybody has Cash App now. You can hit us at Cash App with the dollar sign, Nerd of Godcast, uh, N-E-R-D-O-F-G-O-D-C-A-S-T. Um, every one of these ways really does help us. Uh, if you want to sponsor something specific, feel free to reach out to us. Um, email me at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com or message me on Facebook uh, uh, through our Nerd of God squad, Nerd of Godcast, or Tony Talavera. That's me. T as in Tom, A-L-A, V as in Victor, E-R-A. Uh, if you need my home phone number, I'll give it to you. Whatever we can do to connect with you so that you can help us to connect with the resources we need to reach people, um, we're so, so grateful. And in the future, I really do feel compelled and challenged to open this thing up like they do at Love Thy Nerd. I told Bubba that I'd like to go and be a part of one of their outreaches to, to watch and to learn to see how they do it because they do it with such a level of excellence. And boy, we have four days of opportunity to reach someone for eternity that is never going to walk in the doors of a church. And if we can do our very best and with God's help a little bit better, I think we might be able to impact someone for eternity. And that's more important than any best thing ever, two question interview, game, podcast, Devo that we could ever do. So please, please prayerfully consider partnering with us. Cash app, nerdygodcast.com on our store patreon.com slash nerd of Godcast, or just email me and we'll chat. We'll talk about what you can do to be a part of. Uh, obviously we covet everyone's prayers. Prayer is the most valuable thing that you can do and it doesn't cost a dime, uh, but help us please partner with us and God will get all the glory. Cannot wait, cannot wait to share with you all the things that God is going to do at Megacon that's coming up in Orlando from August 12th through the 14th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th. And um, it's going to be amazing. And we just want to thank you in advance for all your help. Yeah. yeah. 100%. 100%. Well, we love you guys. We thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Uh, please do continue praying with us. Uh, follow us across all the social medias. If you haven't done so yet, please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. That is a huge huge deal to us and it really really helps us to be able to uh, be found on the podcast platforms we love stars especially when they come in one two three four fives and um we are so grateful to have you as part of our listening audience our nerdy god squad so for the nerdy god cast crew that's steve supremo bye everybody the big man quentin gregory neff i looked it up it's called no fry fried ice cream but uh, God bless the beautiful culture and people of Mexico. 
<laughs> you know, I, I really am grateful that we have resolution for that. Thank you, Neff. Your commitment <laughs> to seeing a, a narrative through to the very end is truly one of your greatest qualities. Thank you so much. For real, for real. Alexandria Marica. <laughs> Bye, friends. Julia Cameron Colazzo. Adios. Nick the Engineer. Goodbye. And I'm Tony T. Until next time, we ain't got to go home, but we can't stay here. Oh, I forgot how bad we are at that online. Oh, that'll sound great. Love you guys. Yeah. Love you. Alexandria, of all the people that I'll miss hanging out with tonight, I'll miss hanging out with, with Neff the most. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> thanks. This should suddenly be a visual podcast. I want them to see my disappointment. Whoa, 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 whoa! What, why are you pointing your? Why are you sticking your finger up at me like that? That's not like this. Not okay, right first finger. of all, that's an index finger. Alexandria is holding a knife to Tony's throat. Man, Second I of should, all, I, I should have worn more clothes to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>